greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Oh, welcome to the greatest story never told podcast. Episode number 63, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that is correct. Uh, either way, uh, Steve, uh, we don't know if we have a uh, official sponsor on the podcast, but one thing is for sure, if you'd like to be an unofficial sponsor of a podcast, uh, just make a brief donation to the uh, Fisher Houses in the area. Whatever a brief you donation? Give. Or a small donation, a large Say donation. Say what's brief. Here's the donation. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Gone. Fifty bucks, hundred bucks. Here you go. Goodbye. Drive by donation. <laughs> but we uh, we do uh, we do want you to to do that to uh, one of the three local Fisher houses in the area. You can go to fisherhouse.org. Uh, that's a national website. But if you could donate locally, uh, we will make you the unofficial sponsor. And as it is uh, the fiftieth anniversary week here at KISW, we thought that as we get set for Friday, where we kick off the fiftieth anniversary weekend and everything else, that we would share uh, some of the guests that we've had on the program before. Is it our fiftieth anniversary or our fiftieth? birthday you know what i mean like i keep hearing different things like i don't know maybe it's just the bitter husband in me all right but like anniversary feels obligatory you know it's not that you don't love the years but like eh, birthday you're like all right that's a party you know what i mean people have birthday parties well the station was born 50 years ago 50th birthday you know on february the 12th so technically oh don't him and hall mike just birthday sounds more fun than anniversary it was the launch it was the birth of a brand new radio station Mm mm-hmm Birth, so, Mike. It was yeah. the birth of. But either way, we've been here for 16 of these 50 years, which, uh, man, I'm telling you what time has really flown by. It doesn't seem that long. So we've been here for the latter part of that. Um, and, and we have got a chance to sit down, and we've talked about some of the people we've interviewed. However, if you do a quick search on the Internet, uh, as I did before we came in here, uh, I looked and I was amazed at some of the people that we had interviewed uh, over the years. I don't remember half of them. And that's why I brought the list in, because I figured we'll see how many of these that you can actually remember. How many surprised you? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. A lot. I mean, most of these. <laughs> because you got to remember, man. Most we, of this list. We, uh, I'll be damned. We, we, uh, we do our thing, and uh, sometimes memory escapes us. Yeah, uh, yes. We'll say it that way, okay? Okay, so we'll go back to 2014. And uh, we had a pretty good year as far as interviews goes. And I butchered this in the uh, in the office. I'm going to do it again. Uh, they're one of my favorite bands of all time, Soundgarden. Yes. And we got a chance to talk with Kim File. File. File, yeah. File. Filed it. I've been saying Thale for years. Everyone said Thale. And then I saw something with him, and he said, hi, it's Kim File. Yeah. And I almost wanted to tell him, I think you're saying your name wrong, boss. And this is a cool thing, because uh, Steve and I love Soundgarden. Uh, they're one of our favorite bands of all time. Uh, Kim is probably one of the most unique, I think, guitar players as far as being just a powerful guitarist. Sure. He plays the, the sound that Soundgarden has. You know, he's he's just uh, the nicest guy in the world. We talked to him about Mariners baseball. He's a huge Mariners fan. Beer. Yeah, we just uh, and he listened to the show and he was uh, you know that was cool for us. It was an odd moment. They uh, yeah. they came into interview and G two used to work here. He was in the studio we were going to use for the interview. He's kind of finishing up, but he's like, I need like 15 minutes. Like, no problem. So it's after the show. So there's us, there's my pregnant wife, my dog, and Soundgarden. And it was just such a surreal thing because, oh, God, who was it? I think Matt Cameron is throwing a ball for my dog to play a cat, a fetch. It was in the middle of the hallway at the old station. Yeah. But we just had to wait. So we're all kind of sitting there, and uh, Kim and Miles, they go into the office. They're talking about beer because we had the kegerator in there, all this kind of stuff. But the whole time, I'm like, my dog is playing catch with the guys from Soundgarden. I'm at work. My pregnant wife's here chatting up like Ben Shepard. Yeah. It was just crazy to me. And you know what? It wasn't too many years before that, too. We were in the office after the show one day, and this wasn't really an interview, but uh, 
you know, it's it's six o'clock, six thirty. Basically, everyone is cleared out of the office, six thirty, seven o'clock. And in walks this dude, and I think Steve, you looked over and you're like, Duff McKagan. And at this point in time, he just walked in. Yeah, he literally he he just we never up. met the guy. No, we yeah. didn't know he was coming in. And uh he and of course the first thing I say is, Hey, Duff, you want a beer? Because we are getting effed up after the show, right? Yeah, yeah. Bottles back there. He's like, no, man, uh, I can't do that after my pancreas exploded or whatever the hell happened. To yeah, me. I accidentally <laughs> said, because we were kind of starstruck. Right? We'd never met the guy before. We had no idea he showed up. There's just Duff McKagan standing outside of our office just chatting with us. Miles offers him a beer. He's like, no, I can't. And the words came out of my mouth. They're like, oh, that's right. Your pancreas exploded. And just the look he gave me, I'm like, yeah, that was yeah. uncool. <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> It's such a stupid moment. We move on in uh, 2014. Tyler uh, Connolly from Theory of a Dead Man. Oh, yeah. We chatted with him a couple times. Yeah, man. We had a good time with Theory of a Dead Man. Many, many, many (laughs) shows, uh, all kinds of good times. We tried to get him a couple times for Red Fest. Unfortunately, we were not able to make that happen. But those guys are great. David Brenner. Mm -hmm. uh, We we chatted with their families. They came down here for a show. Basically, I was getting drunk with Dave Brenner's dad. We were getting smashed. He's a big hockey fan. We're just sitting, we're just absolutely getting trashed down at the show box. So that was a good time. Uh, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, what pound for pound, the greatest fighter maybe ever. One of them, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's without question. And it's crazy because dude's like 140, something like that, right? So he's a tiny guy, and we know who he is. But he's in the studio, and I kept looking at this little wee man sitting in a chair. Like that little dude could beat my ass mm-hmm. in about four seconds. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, he actually for a minute there maybe held the record for most title defenses. I think he did. I believe he did. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see, Sarah Colonna. She uh, she was mm-hmm. on uh, Chelsea lately with Chelsea Handler for a number of years. Comedian. Uh, you know the local connection because she married John Ryan. You were so Seahawks. smitten with her. The first time that we interviewed her, I think maybe she was dating John Ryan, but she wasn't married yet. Yeah. And I just remember Miles, you were just you were just taking. Look, man, you know you what, man? Absolutely. I knew for a fact if she could date a punter, then. Uh, <laughs> And I had a chance. You know, man, I, I think... Yeah, I mean, I, it was... it was Like, we've talked to her since then. Miles is a little more in control. But the first time she came in, me and Tay oh, yeah. kept looking at each other like, Jesus Christ, man. I mean... She and uh, Chelsea Peretti. That was another one. I was like, all right. Yeah, Chelsea Peretti. Yeah, that was another one. I, I, I really there. liked her. Yeah, she was very cool. Uh, John Ryan came in with Greg Woodman. They were doing a podcast. Uh, probably still are. Uh, Chris Novoselic. Yep. From, uh, from Nirvana fame. And uh, the band Giants in the Trees, who... I got a chance to see down in uh, in Soto a couple times. They play out on the uh, the deck down there. So that was he's just the nicest guy in the world. He really is. I mean, it's I mean just, he's just a, he's he's like the anti rock star. You know, you think you meet these big guys and these big bands, you expect a certain thing, and he's just not. He's like a guy that you met on a bus, right. And had a good conversation. Yeah. But uh, you know, like it's so weird some of the stuff that happens when you roll into places and, and you least expect it. So, like, it's Slim's last chance, his band's playing. I mean, it is a who's who of Seattle music icons that are in there because they want to see Chris' new band. Yeah. So it was just insane. I mean, one night I'm in there, and I can't remember what the hell we were doing, and goddamn, uh, what's his name? Colin. Colin uh, Farrell. Yeah. The actor. He's in there. And we were doing this uh, we, were, we were doing this fundraiser for a rock girl. God bless her soul. She has since passed. Uh, but we were doing a fundraiser because she was battling cancer at the mm-hmm. time. And he went up and signed the guitar, which immediately, if you're going to have an auction for a guitar, you know, we have our signatures on it. Who gives a shit? You know, this, right. is, this, is, this, is, this is Colin Farrell, man. I know. Suddenly, the- he f***ed Angelina Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's the man. So, so, and you know, I'm like, you know me again. Oh, Colin, man. Hey, man, could you sign this guitar? Yeah, man, no problem. All right. Uh, you want a shot? 
I've been sober for four years. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the same. Sh- it's the same stuff all the time. Okay, let's move on here. Who else we got on here? Uh, da, 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 da. Christopher Titus. Yep. Friend Had him on a couple times. Yeah. Uh, Kim comes back on again. Radke. Now there's a band. A couple of brothers from uh, Detroit. Well, three, actually. Uh, Do you mean that figuratively or literally? <laughs> Both. Because biologically, they are Biologically, fact, yes. no. They are all adopted. Uh, but they are all brothers uh, who were adopted by the same family. And they're black. And they're so black. when you said, oh, yeah. these three brothers, like, which way are we going with that? Right. And they're great. I mean, they are they are just one of the best bands out there. I, I hope they continue to to, to make it because they're, they're 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 they were kids when we met them. Oh yeah, for sure. They were having a blast out on the road though. They're they're going out with their dad. The dad was kind of taking them out. Jonathan Davis of Corn. Yep, another he's a good real guy. chill guy. Yeah, he is a very low low key guy. Thing you know? I remember about him is you know he rolls in and he's got his glasses on, which is no big deal. But you forget like rock stars have bad eyes too, right? So every time you see him. Definitely a larger-than-life kind of guy, the way he presents himself. But when you talk to him for real, the dude is so chill. And the thing I remember most about him, he's like, well, I have a studio, like, kind of in his backyard, probably like the man cave kind of thing. It's like I have a studio. I'm always making different kinds of music. And at the time, his kid was like 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I always pull my kid into the studio. We make music together. And for whatever reason, that really just hit me like, yeah. That's a cool yeah, ass these, thing to do, guys, man. And uh, all of corn. I mean, they look like you know. If you saw them in a bar, you think, "Oh God, we're going to get our asses kicked in here." They're all on their blackberries, playing all video games. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're they've been around for a while. So, like, when you know, I I know the drummer pretty well from he used to play with David Lee Roth. I saw him and talked to him for a minute. But uh, but other than that, these guys are just. You would think it'd be a party all the time. It's not. Not it, at it's, all. It's it's business, man. And they go out there and, and do a great job. Uh, Asa Kira, do we remember her? Porn star? Yeah. She was the one who lost a marble, I believe. In her, was it her butthole or her yes. vagina? Yeah, well, Was it her butt? Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn, she's smart. She wrote a book. She was funny. She's very funny. She very, was, it, uh, she's not what you, th- you know, you picture a porn star being an idiot. Mm-hmm. She's not at all, man. She was uh, really cool. David Draymond. We interviewed him. Uh, as disturbed in grass? town for Pain in the Grass. He's a, uh, he's a very nice guy. Very serious. He is a lot like everybody you meet in Jersey. You know what I mean? He's just kind of like yeah. one of those guys, like, yeah. You know what I mean? He's got that kind of He's definitely demeanor. a yeah thing, but he's very focused. Right. You know what I mean? He very knows, serious. Very sure. Serious. William Duvall, Vals and Chains, he's a great guy. A couple of times. Yeah. I yelled at him in the Atlanta airport going past an escalator. I'm like, you're the guy from, uh, what the hell was the second band he was in? Tongue Orchestra. Tongue Orchestra. Giraffe, 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 giraffe Tongue, tongue orchestra. orchestra. Yeah. And just laughed. I was like, <laughs> you're in Giraffe Tongue Orchestra. <laughs> he looked at me like, yeah, that's not what I meant. You know that. You got bigger things. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Robert Dagoni. He's a local author, and he came in because uh, he'd mentioned Men's Room Original Red in one of his novels. Oh, God, that's right. So yeah, we're yeah. like, hey, man, I want to talk to you. Nick Simmons, former. Uh, Do we know Olympic what his book athlete. was about, by the way? It was. He does yeah, like. Yeah. He does murder mysteries. Ah, okay. I've been reading yeah. that series. It's a fantastic series. Really? Honestly, yeah, pick it up. It's great. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Nick Simmons uh, joined us. Uh, he was Olympic runner. Barrett Martin mm-hmm. of uh, Levy Walkers, Walking Papers, Screaming Mad Trees. Season, Screaming Trees. If you want to talk to a smart man and feel really stupid without him ever condescending to you, yeah, that's the guy. Like You almost feel bad because he walks in, and he's a focused guy, and he—, he to say he loves music is an understatement. And the guy, it's all about drums, percussion, and all. So he travels the world to learn all these different things. But when he talks to you, you actually feel like you're wasting his time. Like, I'm not smart enough to be in the same no, room with you. you're dude. not. You know what I mean? Nobody it's, is. It's like Stephen Hawking rolling in. It's just like, why are you wasting your time on us? Okay. I'm going to say this other, this next guest, maybe top three 
uh, hottest women ever in studio in person. Uh, okay. And you're not going to believe me when I tell you this, so I'm being dead serious. Misha Tate. Misha Tate. Oh, without a doubt. Misha Tate. Why, I mean, man. Misha yeah. T- and I mean, you see her boyfriend, he's like an MMA fighter, trainer, all that stuff. He's just like, you know, like you, you guys going to kick my ass. I got no chance. But uh, I mean, we knew her the same way most people know her, right? UFC. So when you see her, man, I mean, she's dialed in, there's blood on her, and she's beating the piss out of someone. So she rolls into the studio, and I mean, I think all of our jaws just. Mm-hmm. I she mean, she is, is stunning. just beautiful. And then she goes out there and kicks somebody's ass and <laughs> no, wins a <laughs> title belt. Like she's, I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Like that girl could annihilate you, and all you want to do is have sex with her. That is it. <laughs> Take I mean, her to dinner and go out and have like, marry me, please. God, so she beautiful. is. Yeah, she is God, stunning she, and so cool and terrifying. I know, and just <laughs> really smart. Just like everything, she's got everything, everything, but including the, the ability to kill you, to kill, to kick your ass. <laughs> uh, Joe Perry from Aerosmith. That, that was one of our most memorable interviews ever. I mean, look, man, you grow up with this guy. Aerosmith's been around forever, right? He's earned his rock cred and all the legend. When we talk to him, we're like, "This is like talking to Rocky Balboa." Yeah. If Rocky Balboa were a little dumber. Oh my God, it's uh, yeah. Who else we got here? Zach and Barry from Shinedown. Shinedown, one of our first guests, are always a lot of fun. Chris Cornell, we interviewed him. Uh, the uh, best thing about Chris Cornell, we uh, we spent about an hour with Chris Cornell. But the interview, so you got to understand, he's a pretty serious guy, and so he wasn't always huge on doing interviews or anything. But like his publicist or handler or whatever you call these people, they reached out to us and said, "Hey, man, uh, Chris is going to be in town, basically to visit family. He just wanted to know if he could drop by." And we're like, "All right, yeah, cool. What what is he pushing?" They're like. Nothing. He literally so just to come for and Miles to and I the big thing, and obviously now that he has passed, it is a very heavy heart that I even talk about him. But the thing that made us feel good, you know, we love Soundgarden, all right? So it's one thing to really, really respect somebody's art, <clears throat> which was Soundgarden for him. But then when this dude, what, 20, 25 years later, he respected our art and wanted to come in and sit in with us. I was like, dude, that's the feather in the cap. For yeah. me, that that yep. trumped everything. Yeah. Yep. Shine now came in as a total band in studio. Traffic Jam Jimmy, who's Traffic Jam Jimmy? He's uh, too early for a fish sandwich guy. Oh yeah, I uh, talked to him in Baltimore. He's still there doing well. Vince Neil of Motley Crue. Jesus, what a jackass he is! But uh, no, no. But to be fair, happy birthday, Vince. He just turned sixty, I believe. That's right. What did you say? Like one deep fried turkey for every year or something? But <laughs> yeah, we. It, oh look, dude! One last cake. night, by the way, we we tweeted out like Happy Birthday, Vince! Happy sixtieth birthday! What's your favorite uh, Motley Crue song? And I, I put at at Red Hots is in like the candy. <laughs> Red Hots. He uh. Red Hots. He has a reputation for being a jackass. We anticipated him being a jackass, and he delivered. Yeah. So at least we weren't blindsided by. Brent Smith came in from Shine Down. Hailstorm. Lizzie and uh, Lizzie and family there. They're we, fun. We, yeah, we, we partied with their mom and many, many years ago down at, uh, where were we? Was it uh, the White River? No, we were down here. What's that? Not the off-ramp. What the hell's the name of that? Corazon. Corazon. Oh, Corazon, yeah. Because uh, no, oh, they, right, right. they had the RV out front. Yeah. There's more to that story. We can't get into that. <laughs> and we won't. Yeah, we won't. <laughs> but it was a good time. There that's, were a that's, lot That's the problem with this damn podcast. Man. <laughs> There's so many things we can't tell you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's serious. They're incriminating as hell. Yeah. It's not, uh, I'm it's not, not going down. Yeah, it would be in jail. Uh, who else? Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, God, yeah. I love Gilbert Godfrey. Do we have him once or twice? Can't we had him once. Just once. He was so Gilbert Godfrey, twice. twice. We did have him twice. So here's the thing with Gilbert Godfrey, all right? So he's exactly what you think he's going to be. And uh, I remember my man is sitting out in, quote, unquote, the green room waiting to be interviewed. And we had a listener. It's crazy, dude. But the listener's here is picking something up, whatever. As the listener's leaving, he sees Gilbert Godfrey, and he's like, Gilbert Godfrey! 
Gilbert Godfrey. Ah, yeah, yeah. Nice to see you. And it's like, I loved you in. Oh, God. What was he when he was a parrot? Like in, uh, yeah, it was in Aladdin. Yeah, like, he's like, yeah. I loved you in Aladdin. And, but the listener's not being funny. That's honestly his take. And I just remember Gilbert Godfrey, he looks at him and goes, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. God, is he funny, too, man. His stand-up was great. I went and saw him over Parlor uh, in Bellevue. Chester Bennington, late Chester Bennington, and Robert DeLeo from Stone Temple Pilots. They stopped by. I remember uh, that. that was when Chester took over the lead vocal. Scott was still alive at that point in time, but he was not able to, to perform. So was Chester. Yeah, Chester was. Uh, he was Chester. a nice guy. God, man. he was a great guy. You know, you listen to Linkin Park, and obviously there's a lot of angst, and they're yelling all the stuff. So we thought he'd be that kind of dude when he rolled in. Yeah. That guy was so chill. Just like, Jesus In Christ. the second time, the first time he rolled in, he was in a different project. He was doing kind of a punk band thing oh, that's with right, another yeah. guy, and he brought in his new wife, who was like an adult film star. Yes. Like that, or... Way, Every once in a while, we do an interview, and, and the, the guy will bring his wife. And I understand, yeah. right? But the wives come in, and they're smiling. None of them have ugly wives. And I don't, I don't want to say what interview we were doing, just because these people were nice. But we did an interview, and there's a guy in here, and his wife's in here. And his wife is hot. She is remarkably hot. The thing about it is, through this entire interview, man, she is nipping out. Okay? So... And she's a hot woman, nipple staring at you, and all of us are doing the best we can to not just stare at her chest. But I remember Ted, uh, at the end of the interview, right? <laughs> One, he was holding a poop through the entire interview. And I mean like a bat, like explosive poop. So he's doubled over and he didn't say much, right? And he's like, so the interview ends and he goes, man, <laughs> it's like all I wanted to do was take a sh and stop staring at her nipples. <laughs> like it was the hardest thing ever. Oh right. my God, she was hot, man. Yeah, and then we had uh, we had uh, we had the guys come in uh, who did Real Men of Genius. If you saw that, Real Men of Genius. We might even play that again on uh, on Friday for you. But either way, okay. So the the two guys that come in, uh, the one guy is Dave Bickler. Now he is the uh, singer of Survivor. Real Men of Genius. It's the same guy who sings Eye of the Tiger. Right, same that's guy. the guy. Same guy, right? So he comes in. With his buddy Pete Stacker, who is a well-known voiceover artist. He's the guy who comes on and says, Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. He walks in with his daughter, who lives in Seattle, and he's visiting her. And, I mean, Steve and I couldn't even pay attention to either one of those two. His daughter. <laughs> adult, so, adult daughter. Adult, right. You now, keep in mind, yeah, we, we have a cutoff of 14. So, adult <laughs> daughter. And, I mean, we're just like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. She I mean, was so hot. But anyway, they did our real men of genius for us in studio, which is awesome. Fast forward a few years. I'm on a long-ass flight coming back to Seattle. There's a woman sitting in front of me. She's hot, smoking hot. Keeps turning around, looking at me. And she looks vaguely familiar. I'm feeling really good about myself, right? So I'm just like, yeah. And the flight lands. Everyone gets up to get their bags. And now she's going to talk to me. And I'm like, here it is. And she goes, you know, I've met you before. I'm like, oh, yeah? Where? She's like, I was with my father from the Real Men of Genius. Oh, and came yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why you're looking at me. Uh, okay. Also need to get back to Chester Bennington and Robert DeLeo. Robert DeLeo is great. He's he, a nice guy. He is awesome. And he uh, he and his brother, Dean, uh, we went down. They were in a band called Army of Anyone mm -hmm. for a little while with a lead singer from Filter. That's right. Who yeah. also happens to be the brother of the guy who played T2. 
Richard Patrick? Second, yeah. No, uh, God, I can't remember the guy's name. And the second Terminator movie, the liquid Terminator guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The actor that played, and I cannot think of his name, his brother is a lead singer, Filter, who is then singing An oh, Army of Anyone. And by the way, his brother's was a great lead singer. I mean, he that is. Filter, I He's mean, got it, he, he does a great job. Sonics, one of the first bands uh, ever to break it in Seattle. Robert Patrick. Robert, Robert Patrick, Patrick, that yes. was his name. Who else we talked to? Neil Sanderson from Three Days Grace. Is that he, the singer? He called us from Rio. Uh, we're running out of time. Tom Green, uh, Ari Spears. Tom Green walked into the studio and gave out his phone number on the air, and we mm-hmm. spent the rest of the interview listening to his phone ring. Yeah. Uh, Bo Phillips, former KSWPD, he called us because he had a book out about radio. Oh, hey, it's Ted, everyone. Like a WKRP thing. I didn't say who, but I yeah. told him the time we're all staring at that woman's nipples, and you just had to poop. Mm-hmm. Just, I didn't mention the names. I just said Ted was dying for this interview. Rob Halford, <laughs> Alice Cooper, ACDC, comedian Gary Gilman, John Witherspoon, the late John Witherspoon was here, Brad Evans, Queensryche. We've had a you lot remember of who? Work. I remember having to hang up on Alice Cooper one time. You guys yeah. remember that? Oh, yeah, because... Wait, you, why did yeah. you... Hang- so one of the worst parts of my job as a call screener is having to tell people sorry, but you don't get to be on the air today. We had Alice Cooper set up. We're going to interview him for the show at X amount of time. I forget what happened. Something fell through. Alice Cooper's on hold waiting, and we hear, yeah, we're not going to talk to Alice Cooper today. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead and tell him that it's not going to happen. <laughs> he couldn't have been nicer and said, yeah. hey, sorry, a ball got dropped. He said, no worries, man. We'll get it later. And then he hung up, and I never talked to the man again. Who is your vote for the, uh, for, for the, for the hottest uh, guest we've had? I think Miles and Oh, Misha Tate. Oh, oh see, I there it is. You. I told you. Absolutely no question. Easy. No question. I mean, that was that was that was. I was blown away. I did not expect that. There's no competition. It's like, it's oh her. my God, this woman's gorgeous. Well, remember the first time I met her was doing a cage sport MMA down at the Emerald Queen, and I'm interviewing her in the cage, and I go, and if you guys want to buy anything from Misha, don't forget she has a mooch tent <laughs> over there. <laughs> a mooch tent. And I just look at her and I go. Uh, merch, merch, right? She goes, nervous, Ted? I go, yes, Misha. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty attractive. <laughs> I, I want to mooch you. Yes. <laughs> That's I, what I'm saying. I want to make friends with that thing you sit on. That's right. <laughs> oh, God, I want to make friends with all of it. All right, there we go. Here's your greatest story never told. You've been listening to The Greatest Story Never Told with Miles and Thrill on Radio.com. <laughs> Oh, man! A Double Flush production.